That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. I'm your guide, Bernice Bisson. I have been a professional psychic, medium, and astrologer for 30 years and have read for thousands of people all over the world. Many of those readings have been recorded by my clients. In this podcast, I invite clients back to share their recordings. As we flash back, we get to listen in on some of the original predictions and, in their own words, share some heartwarming stories, a few inspiring outcomes, and some unbelievable accuracies. I invite you to join us for a new journey each episode and come experience a little soul medicine for yourself. Something in the air, always something in the air. This episode, we meet Crystal, who will share some pretty incredible outcomes to predictions I made for her in the last three readings with me. I met Crystal through word of mouth and social media in 2020 at a time of upheaval in her world, and it marked the beginning of a three-year journey of self-discovery, life change, and career transformation for her. She shares some incredible messages, outports, and electrical activity from her beloved uncle, accompanied by her grandparents, and a neighbor's son who brings her a strange and fated encounter with a woman and two dogs, and finally some very specific predictions in a recent reading of people she'll encounter who will be important along her career journey. And you get to hear all about these predictions right after this. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Something in the air, always something in the air. Inexplicable, I can feel it in the air. Can you feel me? Welcome to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast with your guide, Bernice Besson. Welcome back and welcome, Crystal. So we're going to talk about the last three readings over the last few years of some pretty crazy stuff that came up and some fantastic stories about some noisy angels, about these four-legged angel dog critters. Uh, We're going to talk about your professional direction. We're going to go back to your original reading with me. And so how did you wind up with me? So it was interesting because I think somebody in passing had mentioned that they had come to you and how fantastic you were and how difficult it was to get in with you. 
didn't do anything, didn't follow up. And then I guess in, in November, I was feeling like, oh, you know, I need to look her up. And I had come across you on Facebook. And so then I, I reached out and Lori booked me in and the rest is history. We had, we had a great couple years of readings or well, two years. So it's been a bit of a three-year self-discovery. And so 2020, 21, 22, contemplating life changes, career changes. Let's talk about some of that life transition and career transition. Tell us about where you kind of started on that journey and where this has led you up to. I was working for the government of Manitoba in economic and workforce development. So I've been in that field my entire career and I was at my current job for about 11 years. And I was just starting to question my compatibility with my job in about 2018, I guess. And I once loved it, but it had changed quite a bit and, and it wasn't really fulfilling me anymore. I didn't feel like I was living my truth, didn't feel like I was really compatible. You know, values and ethics are really important to me and I needed to feel passionate about what I did. However, I kept finding excuses and the timing never felt right. Well, the pandemic hit and, you know, what better timing than a pandemic? Right? right? Force change. <laughs> if you're not going to jump off the cliff, the universe is like, I'm going to boot you off the cliff. <laughs> and it did. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it did. So not ready to quit. Let's talk about where we had met up at that point. And what came up around some of that? Yeah, well, you know, I was obviously had lots of pension and benefits, so it's it's hard to just pick up and leave. Most people work in, in the civil service for their entire career. And so I thought, before I do anything drastic, I'm just going to try a reassignment. And I asked to be reassigned. And within a week of starting my new job, I was sent home to work from home. So I didn't even know my boss, had no relationship with her. And of course, things had blown up globally. And so everybody was really distracted. So I, I was kind of just left on my own, not really doing anything, nothing, nothing going on. It's funny because I think about when we talk about those influences now, the divine timing of things. And I think about you're an Aries, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So if we talk about some of those astrological influences of Aries, that was some of the big stuff coming your way. And I know we talked a bit about that in the reading. Mm -hmm. And we made some predictions about you actively pursuing work outside the government. Whatever this is, this job that you're getting is going to give you balance with your work. This is the university. This is urban inner city studies. This is economic development, urban inner cities. Whatever this is, you will be a director of an organization that is um, not necessarily government, but your, your university or the university is going to be very tied to this. Actively started pursuing employment, and I had a little bit of a job that I was excited for, and it didn't work out. I interviewed for it, didn't work out. And so I was kind of like starting and stopping, which you talked a lot about in the reading. And then finally, I landed a position, which was a term. And so I'm quitting my government job, my permanent <laughs> government job for a term. And so luckily my husband is extremely supportive and, and you know, said, go for it. We'll, we'll get through this. And so I did. And so you took the term. Was that around directing or coordinating? So, no, I was a director in the government and then mm -hmm. I went into a senior advisor role. Oh, okay. And then this was a program manager job. It was just an interim position. Like I knew it wasn't permanent, but that was enough to kind of kick me in the butt to keep looking, to keep my eyes open. Because if it was permanent, I would have just got comfortable and there was no getting comfortable in this role. I had to keep my eyes open 
And I did, and it worked out. It's interesting because I think that as an Aries, patience and the stops and starts isn't exactly a, a trait. We know patience to be, I mean, with Aries, but there you were. And, you know, I think some of that other stuff was around women and money and economic development. And one of your noisy angels came through pretty strong to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about your noisy angels? Yeah, so my uncle had passed away shortly after starting my new job. So in a way, being in this new position and and being working from home gave me that time and the space to grieve. And so we had talked a little bit about that and he was showing up and letting me know that he was watching over me and that, that he wanted me to have the success that I was pursuing. And so that was really helpful in terms of buoying my spirits and, and pushing me to continue to persevere. And his presence, he made himself pretty known to you. I, I feel like when he's a noisy angel, I'm just saying, hey, I'm directing you you're on the right path, my girl, but he was messing with your phone. He was being pretty pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah, he was messing with <laughs> teasing. It, it was his phone, actually, his that phone. he was messing Tell us with. about that. Tell yeah. us about that. So it was pretty funny because, you know, obviously when somebody passes away suddenly, everybody kind of bands together. And, and so I had his cell phone, which was still activated. I was going through the phone and then I was trying to put a picture on his Facebook because he had no photo on there. He was an older guy, like he didn't know yeah. how to do this stuff. And so then all of a sudden I, I was trying to transfer the picture from my phone to his and my phone just started doing this blinking thing that I've never seen before. And I'm going, this is really crazy. Like, what yeah. is going on here? And so, you know, when people first pass it, especially if it's unexpected, I feel like their energy is still lingering, mm-hmm. like they're not sure they're dead yet. Yeah. And so it was definitely him for sure, you know, letting me know he was there. Yeah. And so it kind of freaked you out. So there's another piece around that. So you got an email from Facebook with a friend request. Yeah, so I was talking to my cousin about what was happening with my phone and saying like, yeah, this really weird thing was happening. And then he says to me, he's like, well, yeah, I got a a Facebook friend request from Uncle Rob's. And then I'm like, well, what's so weird about that? And he's like, I don't have Facebook. And so after he had passed, somehow this email got generated to my cousin Looking. To add him as a friend, but my cousin doesn't have Facebook. So it was pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. It sounds like your uncle's kind of noisy. <laughs> and that he would show up with ways. I think we talked about that in your reading, that he was a real noisy angel. He would show up always in ways associated with electricity. And that I feel like electricity is one of the easiest forms for them to travel or communicate in. Whether it be like your phone, lights... I often have a flashlight. So if I do seance, I have a flashlight set up in the room. Sometimes I have four flashlights up in the room. And they will drain my phone batteries, drain everybody's batteries. They'll turn my flashlights off and on. And so I feel like they don't just do that offhandedly. They do that when they really want attention because it would take a lot of their energy to move that. And I, I just know even from having my little camera here in my studio... And that the intensity of the orbs it captures, how much energy that light orb would take to manifest to turn on a flashlight or to mess with your phone or to send a weird Facebook email request to people on Facebook like their nephews and stuff. Which is interesting you say that though, because just to kind of wrap that up, why it's coincidental, but not so much because when we were building our house, 
he was helping with all the electricity. So he installed a lot of our lights and a lot of our plugs. And, and so he is woven into the energy in my home. So when my lights are flickering or going on, when I'm walking into a room and stuff, hey, or Rob. my tech is working, I know it's him. Uncle. Hey, Uncle. Oh, isn't that funny? That is funny. Well, there you go. Now, we also talked about, we talked about your uncle was like a son to your dad. Mm-hmm. And that there's something about a ring that came up. You want to talk about that? Yeah, it was really interesting because you were bringing this up and obviously you didn't know the correlation and you started talking about this ring and it's interesting because my father obviously raised my uncle in a lot of ways. He worked with my uncle up north and so when he passed, it was particularly devastating for him because you're not supposed to outlive your kids, right? And so there was a ring that my uncle had that he used to wear quite regularly on holidays and things like that. And so my dad grabbed that ring when when he was cleaning out the house and and he kept that ring close to him because that's a a sentimental piece of my uncle. And so, yeah, you definitely called that and out of the blue. And jewelry like electricity, that metal... And the gemstones hang on to energy, sometimes for centuries. That vibration in stones that they mine from within the earth and stuff just hangs on to energy for centuries. And so, yeah, his energy would would definitely be manifesting around that as well. When I read people, there's sometimes things that come up, like people's names or dead people's... Like, so people you'll know is dead people. They're not your dead person, But there's someone in your pathway that you're about to see and it's important that they're in your pathway and their dead people show up. And I got to tell you, I actually have another podcast where I have a nurse who is an emergency room nurse and I told her in one of my very first readings I ever did with her that she would meet the sister of a car accident patient that she took care of. I named the sister that she would meet. And she says, it's impossible, but you'll never meet anybody. I'm in an emergency room. You know how many people I meet that die? Right? Oh my gosh, she's at Folk Fest. Wait for it. The person beside her. Turns out she was the nurse to her sister who died in the car accident. I don't know why they do that. I wish I did. I wish I could say, oh, it's definitively because of blah, blah, blah. Because when I say that to people, like what we're about to talk about, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I don't know anybody like that. Nope, no idea. Man, and then it turns out to be dead people show up before you do because they're here to guide you. Always, always. And you're always in, even when we feel alone, it's very much like that home footprints in the sand. Spirit carries you, even when you're like feeling like, oh, I'm on my own. So let's talk about that noisy angel. We had this weird experience. So what came up in your reading was about someone's son who had passed. You want to talk more about that whole thing? In the warm-up, you talked about the care of a woman, and, and she might belong to me, her care. And this was coming from a man who was deceased. And, and you also mentioned that there were four-legged as well. Can I go back and ask something? Um, if, I, if I ask about a woman, uh, so do you work in child deaths? Not anymore. Uh, but you did. So um, because... There's a woman you know whose son was killed. And then you talked about whether I'd worked in child deaths in my role, like saying that a woman that I know whose son was killed, that their child had died, I'd be running into their mom. 
And so I was like really perplexed at the time. And then he said, don't worry about it. You know, don't spend too much time thinking about it. It'll come to you. So after my uncle died, I formed a relationship with my neighbor and she had lost her husband and son in the span of a couple of years. And so dying tragically, we, we both shared that uh, commonality. And so her son was somebody that I knew from university and she had two dogs. <laughs> and so it ended up being her late son who was aware of his mother's profound grief and basically came sought me out before I was even talking to her. One day she was particularly sad and I made that connection. It finally came to me and I pulled the reading back out and then played it for her. Wow. And for her to even know that when she thought in those moments that that energy wasn't there, he was already figuring about her. He was already trying to guide you to her. And I, that's why I insist after people pass, if they're still in this realm, because some souls ascend very quickly, others are here for eons, others are reincarnated. I mean, there's just this truly the unknown, I suppose. But what I do know is that they have the ability to communicate in that energy and they show up before you do. And sometimes they send people in our path and we don't realize because we think, oh, I feel alone or I feel like they, they can't hear me. And then suddenly... Your neighbor has this beautiful friend who just showed up who's her neighbor and now they have something in common and they're able to share this and then to hear that on a recording would blow my mind. I would be kind of like, oh my God. And we like, bonded over that and now we're really great friends oh. and, and I do look after her. I, I kind of take care of her and her dogs. And her dogs. Now let's talk about those little dogs because I do think I did make a bit of a prediction about you getting another dog then you have a decision on another dog joining you. So you have your one little lamb. There's gonna be another one, um, another dog, but there'll be a decision on this dog joining you. First, I wanna hear about your adorable dog. So what'll happen with that second dog? Sure, I have a little eight pound long-haired chihuahua who's just about to turn 14. But he's not 14, he acts about like no more than four. Yeah. Anyway. So my neighbor has two dogs. One in particular is a miniature schnauzer and my dog and her dog fell in love. Like uncanny, like he begs to go and see his friend Bernie. They ride around in my bicycle basket. <laughs> they, they just hang out together. They just love each other so much and they scream and cry when they see each other. It's just hilarious. And so... Throughout these readings, you kept saying I was getting another dog. And of course, my husband's not drinking your Kool-Aid. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> no so convincing. Like, there's, yeah, there's no dog coming. And it turns out that I think Bernie's energy and my little dog's energy are so strong. Telly willed this second dog. The dog's just not living with us. Just lives down the street. And he's his best buddy. And he's a little, what kind of dog? My dog's a chihuahua. Yeah. And the Bernie, his best friend, is a mini schnauzer. Who looks like the fawns without yeah, a leather jacket. Yeah, he's all black. I love it. I love it. That is so funny because dogs need friends. They do. I think dogs need other dogs. They need other cats. They need friends. And it sounds like now you've got a little adopted dog in a sense, and he has a friend, so that feels pretty good. And it's just ironic it's attached to that lady and that you're her friend and that her dead people came through in your reading. I have, I do have other episodes where that's happened and I, I wish I could explain it in the moment. And I wish sometimes in that moment I knew more in the sense that why it was so important, but it sounds like, and I tell people, don't look for it. 
just because it came up in your reading like that, allow for it. Just when it shows up, you don't have to search it out. You don't have to make it happen. It's something that they're putting you in the path for a reason. Yeah, I think the dog was the conduit to me connecting with her. <laughs> and so now that I think about it, he acts a lot like her late son. That's funny. Oh my gosh. So, oh, and dogs are just, thank you for those angels, those little earth angels reminding us. Now, I'm going to jump back to your career piece because you, you got some exciting stuff you're working on. I just want to say, I just feel like when I hear about your stuff, your little powerhouse there. I'm going to go back to a reading we had done, I believe, in August of 21. And this was your second reading. And we were talking about your term job and new plans and uh, proposal writing and raising money and organizations that you belong to. Let's talk a bit about that, where you're at with all of that. Yeah, so as I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, I was in a term. And so, of course, we're still in the pandemic and it was very focused. And so I dug right into the project, but quickly realized that, you know what, I wasn't done yet. My journey of transformation wasn't just a one trick pony. I was going to continue to move towards my final destination, which I think I've now found, which is self-employment. I kept telling myself that I didn't want to be a leader anymore. I didn't have the conditions that made it possible for me to lead effectively. And so that's what I was struggling with. And so I was honest with myself to say, no, yeah. You need to go back to what you do best. And so I, I ended up reconnecting with an old colleague and this project came out of nowhere and we wrote a proposal and we won. Awesome. And I did make predictions about a big ton of money coming and I still stick by them. Just keep working on it. You're on the right path. And all of these things that have transpired, because these readings are just since 2020, mm -hmm. 21, 22, here we are. And when I read for people, I tell people it's like no more than seven years. Like I'm really not, I'm not, if I'm going to do a life path. We'll look at your natal chart or I'll read your palms or something. But when I'm really looking at just where the immediate, and I feel like you're still in this process. And I want to say, I feel like particularly because your projects focus on maybe community development, mental helping, I do think that you will get a federal guarantee or a federal, and it'll be over three years and I feel like you'll get your total over three years that you've been applying for and that you're going to get two million up front. Okay. 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 And you'll know about that even, I feel like by June and here we are in September. Okay. So far you've been pretty bang on. I, I've been really impressed with how detailed your uh, predictions have been like literally you're going to be working with a woman you're going to be hiring well let's talk about that woman so you were going to be working what did i tell you about that <laughs> well um you told me that i'd be working with another powerhouse woman and we would be combining our torque now i'm going to back up because it's important around when you're looking at this work in communities work there's a woman that you are going to work for who's like a powerhouse she's like a director or a um, a leader. And so, yes, I ended up finding an old colleague and, and her life had just gone through a transformation too. So it was like really perfect timing. And we came together and put together this new project. And so we're building on each other's strengths and we've combined them and we're doing some really amazing things. And so it's pretty exciting. Can you share the, the genre of those amazing things? Yeah, 
so we're working in helping businesses yeah. um, get online and okay. start using e-commerce as a tool for selling uh, goods and services. And then we're also working with youth who are students or recent graduates. They're helping the businesses achieve those objectives. And so um, what's the mental health piece is that we've just gone through three years of a pandemic. People have experienced a lot of trauma. I can't tell you, if anyone says they feel great after this pandemic, <laughs> I think they're lying. We've all had our share of trauma to go through. And so we're really trying to recognize that and help people overcome some of the, the things with the disruptive development or, or losing out on, on activities that normally would be in person and such like graduation. So, so we're really trying to recognize that and help people recover. So that's part of our training. And making it easy, right? Linking community to economic development is totally key. Totally key right now. It's a new economy. And by the way, like the businesses that we're working with yeah. have had to shut down during the pandemic. And so They've lost money, they've had to lay off their workers, they've had to do everything themselves, they're exhausted. And now we've got inflation to deal with and rising interest rates. And so this opportunity to go online couldn't have come at a better time. And we have those supports to help them do that. And we're really being mindful of the circumstances with both the youth that we're working yeah. with and the businesses to really try and take that trauma-informed approach to economic development. Yeah. Truly, and it's been a traumatic economy for sure. <laughs> I actually think about a really well-known metaphysical store in Winnipeg who just closed their doors but went online and did nothing but online stuff. And I'm like, go for it, lady. And that's Radiance Gifts, and they're absolutely fantastic. And they've been true Winnipeggers serving Winnipeg, but now they're global because now they've gone on that global market. And so that would be a great example of small business moving to that economic development piece. And so I wish them all the success in their endeavor with that. Back to, because we're going to go back to Noisy Angels again. I didn't forget about these Noisy Angels because oh, there's more. There's more. And so aside from this wonderful sort of renewal and development that you're doing with businesses and kind of the small, the little guys getting them up there. Um, we had noisy angels and we have, we just talking about money in a different way. And so it's been a couple of years since your uncle and has passed and he's a little more subtle and he's with your grandma and grandpa mm -hmm. and that they're all watching over you and that they have a special sign for you. Yeah, they're, they're wanting me to know that I'm in good hands and obviously um, my future rests on having the sufficient funding to be able to continue our work. And so what they've been doing, they're kind of like crows, they've been dropping dimes. I'm finding dimes everywhere. And you had told me in a reading that, you know, watch out for the dimes. The dead want you to have money and they're going to leave you dimes leading up to that weird way. Dimes? Mm-hmm. Dimes. I just saw a dime recently. In yeah, weird places. I picked it up. Yeah, yeah. They're going to leave you these dimes. That's like, yes. And see, collect all the little things they leave you, like little crows leaving you shiny objects, you know? Collect all the things they leave you. And it was so shocking when you said <laughs> that because I always bend down and pick up money yeah. no matter what it is. Yeah. And, but in particular, these dimes have been showing up everywhere. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, it was so heartwarming. To know that they're with me and then that's the sign. The sign and the dimes uh, represent economic change because tens are endings, but they're also ones which are beginnings. And so they represent massive transformation or change and that they're walking with you. And that means you're just on the right path and that you're really bridging that economic development 
And it, it's so funny because Spirit just said to me as we were, as I was listening to sort of talk in this conversation, going back to the focus with that work, I do think even could take up with Northern or remote communities and that you'll even have a partnership with somebody who does broadband or there'll be something connecting all of that for you guys. And I do think that there'll be uh, supportive levels of funding that could be in those communities and federally. And I feel, feel like that connectivity and there'll be even something for you, I feel like, especially around business startups and small business development in those rural communities. So I feel like that's going to pop up pretty big around securing your future that, but no, those dimes are really sort of a sign saying, you're right where you need to be, my girl. You're right. You're right. That all the changes you're making because you talked about, I don't want to be a leader. Ah, no, see, you don't want to be a boss, but you are a leader. And so that's why they show you that. You're a leader no matter what you touch, what you do, how, because you just quit your job to take a term position and go into this whole endeavor to raise money and raise this whole new thing. That's leading, that's cutting edge stuff, girl. You're like, like risk, taking risks and doing this. And so you are a good leader. In fact, that's a strong sign of leadership. You just don't want to be a boss. I mean, nobody likes their boss. Nobody wants to be a boss. Do the right conditions, right? And so there's there's a lot of toxicity in the workplace. You're seeing this great, they call it the great resignation and the great realignment. I am trying to create an environment that is healthy where people can have a work-life balance. They don't have to quiet quit. You know, that's the new terminology, quiet quitting. So they come to work and do their job and do it well. And we're building capacity, building skills, and just trying to make the world and the labor market and the economy better. And so much more accessible. I mean, just so much more accessible. And I feel like you're totally on that way doing that. So that feels pretty darn good. Now, I'm just going to kind of scoot back to, just back to your uncle and your your neighbor lady and that. I just feel like she's helped you through your grieving the loss of your job and identity and what you thought was there and this transformation. You're helping her through the grieving of loss and what she thought was her identity, her family, her I feel that it's so such a blessing that he came through more so than we even realized, you know, because it seems like you two are helping each other. And I think that's pretty important. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think, like you said, people that are passed on, they come for the living and losing your son is something probably nobody ever really overcomes. But losing your son and your husband in the span of a few years is really, really debilitating for for anybody that's a loss that that goes you know beyond any boundaries and then a pandemic on top of that where you're isolated and so to be able to develop this friendship and to help her heal through that and overcome her grief and to be that positive person that is talking to her you know relatives saying they're happy you need to be too because i keep telling her that they keep coming to me because they're worried about you and they're telling me they're fine they're telling me they're happy they're telling me they're in god's hands and so it takes time but you know she's made like amazing progress in the past couple of years spirit's beautiful and i'm always amazed by it and so the last piece i was just going to go to because sometimes in people's readings and I actually do this a lot. I'll say, hey, do you know this name, so-and-so? And they'll be like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, huh, I feel like it's going to be important. And I feel like that name's going to wind up, you know, 
to me, they're always signposts. You don't have to go look for that person with a name that they turn up for you as a sign that you're on the right path. This is kind of where you should be, or this is the right, this is the pathway you should be going. And so we had a little bit of that in your reading. We talked about a particular woman who was going to show up for you. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So it was funny because you mentioned in my most recent reading that there was going to be someone with a name sounding like Jana or Jan and um, that she was a tall blonde girl. There's also going to be a name like Jana that's going to come up as helpful for you. Okay. Mm. I don't know that name, a helper in some way. She'll be tall blonde. She'll be a helper. And it was really funny because at the time it didn't make any sense. And then as time goes on, then you run into that person and then you go, oh, wait a minute here. And so I hadn't really even thought about it because I'd forgotten that you said that. When I was re-listening re to the readings, I heard it and I went, oh, isn't that interesting? Because we're right now we're just formulating something together. Yeah. And so it's pretty cool to, to see that. <laughs> yeah, it's another signpost from Spirit, 100%. I, I feel like Spirit always guides us and sometimes... If you can imagine, you know how you think of someone in the phone or the name just came up and then you see them two days later, that's signs from spirit saying, prepare yourself. You know, you, this is coming. So no, I'm with you in this moment. No, I'm right there. I know about it already. I just, I find that just, it, it's amazing to me. I, I'm always humbled to spirit for even showing us that sometimes, you know, so that person you've met clearly has lit up a step for you to take. And I feel like, so whatever that is, just feel good about kind of stepping into it and really looking at that. Yeah, that's a really good point because I think so often we don't leave an element of surprise anymore. We want to control everything. And one of the things that I've learned throughout the pandemic is I have control over nothing. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm letting the universe be in the driver's seat a little bit more. And I'm riding along in the passenger seat. And if I'm having to force something too much, it's not the time. And so just going with the flow and trying to find that rhythm yeah. has been a really important lesson for me. And I can't tell you how much more free I feel as a spirit to be able to live like this on earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is why as a psychic, I never advertise. I'll never reach out to anyone on social media. So if you get a friend request for me, that's not me. It's a troll. <laughs> I never do because... You have to pick me as a psychic. Spirit will guide you to me if you're supposed to be with me. That's how I see it, always. I'll never walk up to you in a mall and say, oh my God, your mom's telling me, blah, 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 blah. I'll never do that. You have to pick me. In fact, I don't tell people what I do the places I go. I don't say, oh, I'm a psychic. I don't say anything. Um, I let people talk about themselves. I love to hear, just just tell me about you. I have, my job is my job, I, you know, because I, I'm, I'm very much of the belief that spirit has my best interest. Sometimes things I want, I'm tried that I try to manifest could be good or bad. Like sometimes I have negative thoughts and I'm like, no, don't manifest that. <laughs> don't make that real. Stop, you know, return that to sender. Get, return that to sender. So I have to be careful as well because I've gone into relationships knowing the outcome. I've gone into jobs knowing I was quitting. I've gone into situations I already knew couldn't get ahead of myself. I had to just step in the pathway. And when the sign came up, that meant the timing was right. Because you can't force the timing. You have free will. There's karma and destiny. There's free will. And there's timing. 
And so I can't force the timing. I can't make the relationship. If I blow it up now, there's a whole bunch of other possibilities, you see? And so it's really important that when those signs, they just let them, let them to happen because they're just signposts going, see, you, you're right where you need to be. You didn't need to force anything. You didn't need to get ahead of yourself. Cause trust me, as a psychic, I'm like trying not to be 10 steps ahead of myself all the time and allow it to present itself. Because here's the thing. People have surprised me and people have surprised me and they chose something different in the end of things that Maybe spirit told me, you know what, be careful because you know what, that you know that that relationship's going to end and they actually chose something different. And that I was like, wow, you can change things without intervening, but it's the timing, allowing that moment to unfold and then knowing in that moment, it's okay. I'm not, it's not going to blow up, right? It's funny because my last ep two episode was a woman who won the lottery. Now, I didn't predict her lottery. What I predicted was, this is funny. I'm like, you're buying like three houses and you're traveling like all these places. And she's like, looking at me. I said, you're retiring in like three years. She's like our age and we're young. <laughs> I'm like, you're retiring. And she's like, oh yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Retired, won a million bucks. Bought three, buying, looking at properties to buy and traveling all over the place. So I was like, oh my God. See, I don't know, except for I see you there. Now, telling her winning the lottery, would that made of it a happen? No, not necessarily, because it was all about the timing of things, right? And not everyone's supposed to win the lottery, because frankly, I would be a hooligan if I won the lottery. And I would not be doing what I'm supposed to be doing, right? Well, there's still that element of choice that comes into play, and it depends on your headspace, it depends on where you're at, it depends on whether you're ready for those opportunities. And so you're really the spiritual messenger, and then it's up to whoever uh, to, to guide themselves in Spirit that Spirit will never take your choice from you. Spirit will never take your choice from you. Ultimately, and I tell people this, especially when they come to me with questions where they want me to choose for them. Should I leave my partner? Should I have an abortion? Should I? I'm like, no, I'm not your decider, but this is what it looks like for you in three years from now. How do you think you got there? What choices do you think that happened? Right. And that's, I think, I think that's really important because ultimately I want to make my own decisions and yeah. I want to make my own choices, but to know that there's, that I'm the validation associated with knowing that I'm on the right path, that I'm looked after, I'm being divinely guided. That was all really, really reassuring for me in a time of deep isolation and despair with respect to what I was going through personally and what the world was going through during the pandemic. So it really helped me and I really thank you for all those gifts because it really was important for me to hear what I heard from you and I did it once a year and it was always really, the timing was perfect and everything has come out as it should. And so I really, really have to say thank you, B. You did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> I can only be me. <laughs> That's what I tell people. Because sometimes people want me to go mm, and bring in your your dead grandma and be be her. And I'm not I'm not that person. I can only read as they show me, as I'm shown, as I am. Right. My only goal in all of this is to have a stronger connection with God. That's it, and serve God as God has asked me to serve. And so that's the only reason I'm I do what I do. That's it. Well, thank you for listening to the Soul Medicine Psychic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and found nuggets of wisdom and magic, please leave us some stars and a review or share it with someone you think would enjoy it. 
If you're a previous client and you'd like to share your story on the show, please contact us through our website. Until next time, stay safe, stay well. So many years has gone by But I think about you, about you all the time Thanks for joining us. For social media links and to book an appointment with Bernice, visit BerniceBissonPsychic.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Remember, spirit has your greatest good at heart. Your soul is light and you are valued. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.